1: Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Into it,
0: Dix, sideline, win
1: it. This is up. Welcome to the final show before the NFL season kicks off. It's laces out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Amisser with you as always, joined by friends of the show, Mike Tanier, Matt Verderam. First of all, Kurt, how are you doing? Then we'll bring in the other guys to talk to us, buddy. It's, it's been a long road, but it seems like we've made it.
0: It has been the longest road and you know what? It doesn't even, it doesn't seem real, but I am, you know, a little extra happier this week because we are just days away from the NFL kicking off. We didn't know if it was coming. We didn't know how it was going to look, but it's coming and it's looking pretty, so we are ready to go.
1: Matt Verderam, how are you today, sir?
2: I am great. We are less than 48 hours away from football, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't write any more speculative pieces. I'd actually <laughs> like to watch football and then write about what happens.
1: You and I both. And then Mike Tanier, the goat T. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> the same. And I just
3: want to echo that with Matt. Like we have circled the same 15, 20 stories for months now. And I thank li- readers and listeners for coming along with us. But we, we, we've been milking turnips for the last couple of weeks. Like we need actual on-field things to talk about, and we are literally hours away. And I'm, I'm thrilled, and I'm shocked that we made it here, and I'm happy.
1: That we all are. And for our listeners at home, I'm, I'm instituting a new rule for every time that Mike Tanier comes on the show. I know it's only noon Eastern on a Wednesday, but every time that Mike makes one of us cackle like a little girl, we drink! So <laughs> keep something with you alongside as you listen along uh, to today's episode of laces it out. But yeah, guys, it's been a very long journey and tomorrow we get kickoff between the chiefs and the Texans. Um, you know, when we talk about Kansas city, they're pretty much running it back. Uh, Houston kind of the complete opposite right now. A lot of new personnel on that offense. What are we expecting tomorrow? You know, obviously this off season has been uh one for the ages in terms of its uniqueness. Uh, so, what are we expecting from Kansas City? What are we expecting from Houston? Mike, I can start off with you.
3: You know, one of the things I'm expecting is that this is going to look a little bit like those August 30th kickoff classic <laughs> SEC versus Pac-10, Pac-12 shootouts that we would normally get in a normal year. We, we lost those this year, most of them certainly, where you've been waiting months for this, and these are like top-of-the-line programs, and they come out in the final score 13-3. to 3 because they, they don't play – you know, colleges don't play preseasons and things like that. I don't think it's going to be quite that bad, but, and I'm expecting a cheese victory, but I think we're going to see a lot of loss, a lot of, light, like, misfiring passes and offensive lines that are a little out of, out of sync because they've had no, no live action and they've had so little uh, off-season action. We're still going to love it. It's still going to be exciting, and the better team is probably still going to win. But we're not going to see this glorious 42-39 final or mm-hmm. anything like that we might be anticipating. These teams just won't be in rhythm enough to do that.
0: Now, what not do you right got? I, I know you're a little, a little biased here. I think you, uh, you're, you're a Chiefs <laughs> fan yourself. Yeah. But, uh, Listen, what, what are your thoughts going in?
2: And I grow, uh, yeah, since I was five years old, I've been a Chiefs fan. <laughs> so it's a little different watching them raise a banner and not be at a banner raising like they were a few years ago up in Foxborough. Um, I think, I think they'll, they'll play well. I think it'll be an interesting game. Look, I'm just very curious to see what the Texans look like now. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Cooks missed yesterday's practice with a quad injury. I'm not sure if he's going to play. Like, what does Will Fuller look like potentially as the number one receiver? Is it just Mike Wallace running a bunch of nine routes? Because if it's <laughs> yes. that, the Texans have a major problem. Um, and I suspect that they do.
0: Uh-oh. My, Uh-oh. Might have lost Matt here. He, uh, he might joined, have lost late, Matt. joined late and now we uh, we lost him on the connection here, so technical difficulties going in here just like the NFL season we we're gonna work on the fly here so uh, speaking
1: of uh speaking of Will Fuller I think he actually just got hurt after the mentioning of his name so yes. he might he might actually be questionable for <laughs> week one now it's, it's it kind of like, like he,
0: it seems like before every game there's always something that has to do with Will Fuller going in some uh, kind of injury here and it looks like we got
2: Matt it looks like we got here.
1: Matt back yes
0: that, is,
2: that has right. never happened to me before. I've never gotten kicked out of the zone. Um, <laughs> so, sorry about that, guys. No, all I was going to say was I suspect that there is going to be uh, a, a loss of DeAndre Hopkins that the Texans can't overcome. I agree with Mike. I think there will be a lot of rust in this game. I think the Chiefs, even with rust, are going to score 30 points against Houston. Houston could start the four of us in the secondary and wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> like, I, I went and looked, and it's Garan Connolly and Vernon Hargraves oh, who are going to be guarding – Tyree Kill, McCall Hardman, Sammy Watt. I, I just don't – I don't see it happening. The, the last time we saw Houston, they gave up 51 points in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey had three touchdowns in a quarter. So, <laughs> I, I, I expect to see Kansas City play well in this game. I don't think it will be quite that kind of a blowout. But I think it will be something like 34-21, something in that range. I, sorry. Vernon Hargraves
3: and the Umbrella Academy. Like the world's first yeah. superheroes back there. Completely
0: yeah. incompetent. I think we're all kind of in the same boat here because, you know, the Chiefs are going to be flying high off that Super Bowl win. And the Texans just seem like they're taking a step back here. And I, I hate to see it because I love Deshaun Watson. I love what he brings. And this is going to be a huge year for him to, you know, see if he can be you know, that MVP caliber guy that they brought him in to be when he doesn't have his, his number one wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, I mean, it, this is going to be – don't know. i I'm, I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be real rusty. I don't think we're going to see a big, you know, 54-51 game like we saw the Chiefs-Rams a couple of years ago. But I, I think we're going to see some rust all throughout week one, maybe even first two weeks. I mean, first two weeks are going to be – teams are going to be getting intel on the fly from the teams that they're playing because there's really – This this offseason has just been so strange. So teams aren't going to know a lot about each other. Some of the new guys aren't going to know how to play with each other too well in an in-game atmosphere. So it might be a little rusty, but it's going to be so beautiful to watch, and I can't wait.
1: (laughs) Mike, is there a team that – I think we can just kind of go around the panel here. We'll start with Mike, go to Matt, and then back to Kurt. Uh, Is there a team that you're really excited about this year that might be flying under the radar that you can't wait to watch this Sunday or Monday night?
3: Well, I'm never – as a lifelong Eagles fan, I'm never excited to watch the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but if we, we, if we duct tape over the star and look at this team, there's, it's, it's unbelievably talented. Unbelievably talented receiving core. Great offensive line. They've, they've done a lot on defense. I, they've got guys coming back on defense, uh, you know, and additions like Griffin and things like that. And this is a team that looks to me like we should be, like, talking about them as a Super Bowl contender based on what they have. Based on how good they were supposed to be the last couple of years, if they didn't wind up losing two or three games because Jason Garrett was the head coach and they were hunting on fourth and inches and not calling for fair catch- catches, you know, late in the game and things like that, so I wouldn't call them. You can't you can't be under the radar on the Cowboys, but I think we've gotten so used to the ha 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 they didn't get the Dak Prescott contract done, ha 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 uh, Jason Garrett was a was a doofus, and now here comes Mike McCarthy and he only knows three plays, and we forget that you know he took teams to 15 and one records in the past. You put all those things together, I think McCarthy could have an Andy Reid bounce back with this Dallas Cowboys team. They're in a very easy division, I think. I'm here in Eagles country, half the guys are already hurt, and I think that this is a team that's going to come around be very strong and wind up, you know, first seed in the NFC playoffs because of their own talent and because of the circumstances.
1: Mike Tanier going for the home run ball with the Dallas Cowboys. Matt Vertoram, where do you sit? Oh, no. Oh no, he we lost again. him again and <laughs> no, he's wait. gone. All right.
0: I'll, I'll hop in here for Matt. Um, Okay, go ahead. because there's this team that, you know, I didn't really have on my radar as the team to, you know, kind of come out and surprise a lot of people. And until last week when, when they made a move, uh, Minnesota Vikings, you know, um, I, like, I like them this year because I like what they're doing on, on that defense. Obviously, they lost Stephon Diggs to my Buffalo Bills. Thank you very much. But uh, here we go. That, no, 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 I'm not going <laughs> to harp on my Bills just yet, but I like that defense a lot. They have the great secondary there with Anthony Harris and uh, Harrison Smith. They got some really stud linebackers. And now they got Daniil Hunter and Yannick Ngakwe coming on the outside. So defense – or, sorry, opposing offenses are just going to be – scrambling for their lives because they're not going to know where to throw the ball they're not going to have time to throw the ball and i don't know jerry you and i have talked about kirk cousins he's he's kirk cousins you know what you're going to get from him he still has adam thielen who i i love i love adam thielen and i'm interested to see how he's gonna end up as you know a number one wide receiver for sure for this team they got justin jefferson they got delvin cook they, their division is kind of open too. You know, Green Bay is, they got their question marks. Detroit and Chicago are, they're, they're, they're staying down there. So I think, I think it's between Minnesota and Green Bay. And I like Minnesota a lot. But, um, Matt, I think we got you back here. So we'll, we'll let you hop in here on your, uh, your team to watch for this year.
2: Yeah. God knows if, if just my Zoom call uh, doesn't keep going out, <laughs> we'll be in good shape.
0: It's like, it's like football is back and now I
2: have to go away. Um, <laughs> look, I, I really like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to be a good team. Now, I do think the Cardinals are going to have to win by scoring 35 points a game because that defense <laughs> is atrocious. Uh, Chandler Jones, maybe Isaiah Simmons, and then obviously Patrick Peterson, excellent players. Jordan Phillips, I like they brought over from uh, Kurtz Bills. But I think the offense, they're going to score a ton of points. By the end of the year last year, that offense, they got Kenyon Drake. They were moving the ball. They were scoring points. They were better in the red zone. And now they add DeAndre Hopkins, who Bill O'Brien basically gave them while he was apparently in a coma. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think the Cardinals are going to be very good. I, I, I think they're going to compete for a playoff spot. I don't, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. Um, the other team I throw out there, and I don't know that they're a sleeper, really, I think Pittsburgh could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, if, if Kansas City is the favorite, which I think they are, I think the Steelers and the Ravens, whoever wins that division is the team that's going to give them some trouble. And I think Pittsburgh could win it. I really do. Of course, the caveat is Big Ben is 38 years old. He's got to be healthy.
1: So really now you got I, gonna, going. Go ahead. <laughs> I have to address that because last time Mike was on the show, uh, he said, "I remember." And I quote: "If hey. Ben Roethlisberger eats lightning and craps thunder, then the Steelers <laughs> will be perfectly fine." <laughs> but, uh, so I agree with Matt. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm not biased in this, but they w- they were eight and five with three games left with a root, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer and Duck Hodges <laughs> playing quarterback. So Ducky and Slurry yeah slurry so so when it comes down to it I think that you know you look at the bar that Ben has it's 18 touchdowns less than 3,000 yards 17 interceptions that's the bar that they set for him last year if he can do if he's the 20th best quarterback bare minimum they're a 10 win team if that defense replicates their success of last year so obviously uh, I'm enjoying hearing Matt sing their praises now my team that I really like I love Detroit a lot um Hmm. You, know, you look at how they were last year prior to the Matthew Stafford injury. They could have very well been a 5-3, and three, even 6-2 and two team, if not for a blown game week one against the Cardinals that led to a tie, an invisible penalty against Green Bay on Monday Night Football. Um, I really like what they're, what they're doing offensively. They bring in DeAndre Swift. I think Kenny Galladay is going to emerge as a top five receiver in the league this year. Marvin Jones there as well. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end that they drafted first round out of Iowa. Um, defensively, they did lose Darius Slay, but they replaced that with Jeff Okuda, Desmond Trufant. Front seven is going to be a little bit questionable. I get that. Uh, we'll see how that kind of shapes up after Snacks Harrison seems to be no longer there. So I like Detroit a lot, especially in that division. Um, I like them more than Kurt seems to like Minnesota. You know, him talking about Kurt Cousins, I think we do know what Kirk Cousins is, you know, he's kind of the reliable PB and J that's never going to let you down, but he, (laughs) but he's not, you know, one of those good New York Rubens that's always going to come through when, (laughs) whenever you really need it. So, um, uh, I like Detroit a lot. Uh, I think they will be a nine win team. I don't know if they will be a playoff team, but I think they're going to be in the fight for it.
0: Jared. I I know, I know how bad you wanted to harp on your Steelers right there. Yeah. I give you props that you didn't. Um, but I'm going to start talking about my bills, so uh, all right, I hope more guys power are ready to you. Because Mike, you put out an article a couple of weeks ago, and Jared and I had a nice little conversation about it. And Mike, I love that article. I think I read it maybe four <laughs> or five times just because finally somebody from the outside, somebody outside of Buffalo, is giving props to the Buffalo Bills and especially Josh Allen. We've talked about Josh Allen numerous times with both of you guys, and. I mean, I, I know what you guys, I know what you guys are thinking and I bias is biasly a word biasly. Maybe uh, <laughs> I think that Josh Allen's going to have a fantastic year. Just what I've been seeing, hearing, reading, it just seems like this is all he needed to kind of put it together and click. And Mike, I just want to read the the quick little the, uh, paragraph at the bottom of your article, the Bills are a lot more fun to watch and interesting when you watch them with an open mind instead of taking sides in a three-year-old internet argument. Uh, so stop scrutinizing every throw and enjoy it, the ride. It's likely to come uh, continue well into January. That just sums it up because this team is young, this team is fun, they're on the rise. And Mike, I just will start with you and then I'll go to Matt, but just want to hear from from your your voice, your words instead of just you know an article from you what you're thinking for josh allen on this team you,
3: you know talking about josh allen on the internet is like arguing with russian bots uh <laughs> to, to some degree. and bills fans any of bills fans listening watching this whatever you do with this it, it's it's you guys it, it, it's it's really like incessant at some point you know it's a monday morning and josh allen has went you know 14 of 26 for whatever yards and there are like Gifs coming in and, and 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 like threads. Look at him completing this four-yard pass to Cole Beasley. Have you ever <laughs> seen anything like this? It's like, well, yeah, Drew Brees does it 93 times per week. Yeah. It's what competent quarterbacks do. And and this uh, like incredible like Pravda level like propaganda about how great Josh Allen is, almost in, instinctively. A lot of us in the national media are just like, oh, come the heck on with this guy. And, you know, many of us, you know, we, we, we watched him in college. We watch him. I watch him every single week. I, I see the flaws. I see the strengths. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to hear this incredible overcompensation argument that happens every week that trying to make this guy Patrick Mahomes. That, that, is, that is completely what emanates out of Buffalo media, Bill's fans, Bill's mafia. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to hear anything to the contrary about that. <laughs> you know? That's, that said... Um, he's a talented young man who took great strides last year, can walk and chew gum at the same time and do many of the things that a good quarterback has to do to win. He's surrounded by a team that is an offense that is built to accentuate his strengths, hide some of his weaknesses. Like many young quarterbacks are, he's in that situation. So instead of, like, going through and, and, and trying to have this debate and counter-debate and uh, et cetera, just look at this team and say, yeah, he can, he can throw deep. The safety really is 25 yards back on a lot of plays, so there's room underneath. They can hand off, they can run the ball, et cetera. What happens if he gets 5% better? What happens if he gets 10% better? Mm-hmm. What happens if he has the Joe Flacco seasons of 0, 09, 10, 11, 12 in that range? Can this be a Super Bowl team? It could. Can it be a perennial playoff team? It can. Now, could he slide off of that as well? But it just gets weary at all times to say, like, every day it's a morality play about this young quarterback uh, when he's, you know, at right now, at this stage of the game, he's the second-best quarterback in that class behind Lamar Jackson, right? Yep. And, and yet, we don't, uh, we don't necessarily do this about – well, we know Baker's in his own category of strangeness, and Rosen's already fallen off, and Sam Darnold – well, that's Adam Gase's fault, whatever. Let's just let the Bills be the Bills and let Josh Allen be Josh Allen and not constantly circle back.
0: I love it. I love it, Mike, that you make my day. Matt, what, what do you got for me? Please don't bring me down too much. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it down a
2: ton, although I'm not quite on 10 years. Level over there. <laughs> um, so I, I did my quarterback rankings, which I do all the, uh, every Tuesday during the season. And, and so Josh Allen for me came in 18th, which is yeah. right in, right ahead of Mayfield, right behind Garoppolo. Um, yeah. and I, and I basically looked in, in, at the stats. I looked at any tape I could and said, look, essentially if he can complete more passes and he can, and he can get his yards per attempt up by about a yard, yeah. he's, he's an interesting quarterback. Look, right now he's completing – last year, I should say, he completed about 59% of his throws, 6.7 yards per attempt. He's got to complete 64 or so percent of his throws. That right. number's got to go – he doesn't have to be Breeze and complete 70%. He's never going to be that guy. Right. That's not who he is. Right. He's going to throw some balls down the field, try to fit into some scenes. He's got a huge arm. No problem. But that, that rate's got to go up. And the yards per attempt, especially because he has that arm, that's got to go up. He right. needs to be pushing the ball down the field. That's got to be closer to eight than it, than it should be six and a half. Right.
3: Right.
2: But if he can do those things, and I think there's a possibility. I also think getting Stephon Diggs is going to help him with that. Look, I, I think, I think he, can, he can do it, and he can become a pretty good quarterback for them. I agree with Michael. He's, he's not Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. not Russell Wilson. But that's fine. He doesn't have to be. Like Nick Foles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Like Peyton Manning, when he was throwing the ball, he was ninety. Won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, is it is it easier to win with Mahomes? Yeah, of course it is. It's 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 a, basically it's a guaranteed cheat code that if he's upright, you're going to go to the playoffs. But look, the Bills have no excuse this year. Brady's gone. The Pats have a million guys opting out. The Dolphins are better, but they're not there yet, and despite uh, Jarrett's prognostication during the summer, the Jets are a tire fire, an absolute, yes, abject absolutely. tire fire. That team is a disgrace. If the Bills can't win that division and host a playoff game this year, then I don't want to hear about Josh Allen anymore. Like, I'm this with you on that. I, I am with you on
0: that, because if this is the Bills' division to lose, you can say whatever you want, you know, the Patriots have won however many years, but... The Bills have the best roster in that division. And if they don't win this division flat out, there's gonna be a lot of people calling for some heads on that team. I they have the they have the best offense and the best defense in that division. Right. There is no
2: excuse. Mm-hmm. Look, I know some people might say, well, the Pats defensively, that's the Pats lost a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Collins is gone, Van Noy's gone, Chung opted out. Like that. They're not the same team. Mm-hmm. They're not. And the Bills have a great defense. Offensively, New England just cut their top receiver. <laughs> like, they're so terrible, they cut their top outside receiver. They <laughs> have Nikhil Harry and, and 33-year-old Julian Edelman and Tony <laughs> Michelle who can barely run at this point, point. and that's the offense. Right. Like, if right. the Bills can't win that division, I, it, is, it is a huge blunder on the part of Buffalo.
1: Well, here, I'm going to jump in right in on the Jets real quick because I made it a point to claim a mulligan once they <laughs> traded Jamal <laughs> Adams, so I'm going to hold on to that. And I'll let you know right now that I have them pick by pick going five and 11. So I backtracked. So um, when it comes to that, and we can hop into the playoffs right now as well, gentlemen, because Mike, I know you got radio to do Um, in terms of, you know, our seeds right now going in. um, I mean, I guess I can start. We'll go to Mike. I've got Kansas city at one. I feel like that's fair. Pittsburgh at two. Call me a Homer. If you want, rip me in the comments. I don't care. (laughs) 12 and four for this 12 and four for the Steelers at two. Three, Kurt, I got your Buffalo Bills, 10 and six. And then the four, I got the Colts winning the AFC South. Um, I I just don't think – when you look at the Texans right now, I think that they've lost too much. Their defense is in shambles. Um, Phillip Rivers now having time to throw the ball and bringing in Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Darius Leonard on D. I like the Colts a lot at four. Baltimore five, 11 and five. And then we've got Denver at six, Cleveland at seven. Um, which I might live to regret for the second year in a row, buying into the Cleveland Browns hype. Uh, Mike, where where are you kind of leaning right now in terms of your your division winners?
3: Got Chiefs one, Ravens two as seedings. I got the Bills winning the AFC East uh, as the three. I got the Texans in there as the fourth seed. I have the Steelers, my first wild card. Got the Titans, I guess uh, the Jadavian Clowney move, combined with the fact that I do believe continuity does make some difference in this uh, in this environment, so I have them as the second wild card. And there's an extra wild card this year, right? Yeah, uh, there is. Yeah, I like checked out. I, like this offseason was so crazy. Was like, did I hallucinate that? <laughs> no, it's real. I was thinking the Browns, but I did put the Patriots squeaking in there based on the logic that you know they're still going to just wind up beating the Dolphins and Jets because they're almost conditioned, like mind controlled, to go out there and lose to the <laughs> Patriots. That's going to give them four wins. So the Patriots is the final wild card.
1: Matt, all, all right,
2: right so. Jared, you and I basically have the exact same picks. Uh, one through seven, that? I have Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indy, Baltimore, Denver, and Tennessee. Ah, so see. but I will say that. Go ahead.
1: Uh-oh. Oh no,
2: not again!
0: <laughs> I see the frozen face. That's not that's never a good <laughs> sign. The third time for Matt down down on the Zoom call, but um, I guess I, I mean I. I'm going to claim myself being pretty smart because Matt and I have this pretty much the same picks here, except I do have Houston and Tennessee flip flop in there. So I have Houston in, I don't have Tennessee in. Uh, I'm not too high on Tennessee this year. I, I do see what you're saying, Mike, with the continuity here because it right. is a strange off season. You know, these guys, some of these guys have never played a real life snap with other <laughs> teammates. So it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch how, you know, Tannehill and Derek Henry can kind of put it together here, but, Matt, Matt kind
2: of you year to join us again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I swear to God, it's, uh, it's probably a bunch of angry Broncos fans. Um, Look, <laughs> <but laughs> I actually picked Denver to make the playoffs this year, but I, I got to say, I'm kind of regretting that as time goes on because Juwan James is is average, and he opted out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Garrett Bowles, for, unfortunately for the Broncos, okay. did not opt out. Um, Drew Locke is going to have no offensive line, and now Von Miller's out for the season. Yeah. I'm concerned. I I I got it. You know, if I had to do those picks again, because I, I picked those picks at the beginning of camp. If I had to do it again, I would seriously consider um, either Houston as the last wild card, or I'll shock you, up Miami. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Miami, if two if if two it comes in and plays, mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if Miami went like eight and eight or nine and seven. I love Brian Flores. He is a good coach. Yeah. He added is. a lot of talent this offseason. Now, I, I I think it's too early for them. I do. They've got a hard schedule. They're a young team. Um, but I, I think Miami's going to be at least playing meaningful football in December. I don't know if that means that they end up making the playoffs or they end up kind of falling off. But I, I just the closer I get with them, I like them a little more, and Denver just kind of scares the hell out. I can see Locke being one of these things where we get a month into the year and you're like, oh, yeah, right. He completed – a bunch of passes, but he threw for 200 yards a game, and it, it doesn't right. matter. Like, it just doesn't... I have seen. I actually saw, I won't say where, because I don't want to insult anybody, but I saw some mm-hmm. uh, somewhere where there was an argument that Drew Locke might be the MVP of the league,
3: <laughs> and yeah. I
2: just realized it was a bridge too... We've gone a bridge too far. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what is going on? There is that, no chance in hell Drew Locke is winning the MVP, but I like Denver's team, but then Miller gets hurt, and the offensive line's terrible, and it's like... Eh, I don't know I, I'm so, so I'm already showering on one of my picks but that's what I've got me answer I think uh,
1: I know which certain personality you're talking about that I think if, if we're thinking the same way Matt Mike problem. how long how much longer do I have you for I know you got radio to do uh, it's going to ring
3: imminently I believe in the next two, right. two to seven minutes I forget if it was twelve thirty or 12 35
1: <laughs> all right well anytime you gotta go we appreciate you coming on if you want to stick around I until can- then that's great so uh if we see you dip out we understand why Um, so I do want to address the Miami dolphins though, because that is an interesting situation brewing with Brian Flores as head coach. Um, you know, we had them, you know, slated in, everybody did to be the number one overall pick. And then they couldn't even lose right winning five of their last nine, including as I think it was like 12 point underdogs in Foxborough week 17 last year. Um, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick starting off the year in today's environment, I can't see that lasting more than a month before, you know, was rushed in to try to save the day as we do with apparently every rookie quarterback now who goes in the first round um that could be an interesting situation because in April we praise their offseason they bring in Byron Jones they bring in a ton of guys on defense the offensive line gets a little bit better still not great but um I'm, I love what they did I think that two is going to be fine you know everyone's talking about the hip you know it, it's something that happened that can't be overlooked I get that but I think that once Tua gets in there, I'm hoping he gets in there by, I think, week 13 so we can see a rematch with him and Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I think that'll be a fun game to watch. I think Miami could be interesting. I have them, I think, going 6-10 and 10 right now, You know, just based off of not knowing when Tua would get in. But, uh, partner, what's your thoughts on the Miami Dolphins? That's your division. I'll let you kind of give your I, thoughts.
0: I got them going 7-9. and nine. You know, I, I have them being a little bit of a surprise team. I, I do like the Miami Dolphins, what they put together, but – like we've been talking about this whole show, these guys just met each other a couple of months ago and have never been able to play in a preseason game. They've only been playing against each other. They're gonna step foot on that field week one against the New England Patriots and they're gonna be, you know, figuring things out on the fly in between snaps here. I mean, yes, they've had, you know, training camp and all that, but it's a lot different when you're you know, the broadcast is going. The it's this these games count. So I I'm hesitant to, you know, kind of buy into the hype, I guess, of the Miami Dolphins, but I do like them a little bit. And, Matt, you're right. I think, you know, two, three years down the road, we could look at Miami and say they're, they're serious contenders for this division. Maybe I would say – I'd shy if everything goes right, two years is probably where they're going to be because I love Brian Flores and I, I like what he's done with this team already so far.
2: I, I think you're going to see this year – a lack of parity in the NFL that is very odd considering what you normally see. I went back and did some research like a dec- over the last decade and usually about half the playoff teams are, are churned out and turned mm-hmm. over year after year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Um, you have no training camp. Uh, it, well, I shouldn't say you have no preseason games. You have no OTAs. You have no mini camp. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a different type of training camp. I think teams have new quarterbacks. And teams that have new coaches are going to be in a very rough way early in the year. That's why like, I think the New England's going to have a brutal start to the year. They have no continuity. Right. Like I, obviously they do a Belichick, but I mean they have a new new quarterback. They have a bunch of guys gone. They play mm-hmm. Seattle and Kansas City on the road in the first four weeks of the year. Like those are really hard games. I think teams uh, that have quarterbacks and coaches who have been around or veteran guys who have been together they'll bode well. And I think that does actually help Miami. Now, Miami has some new pieces through free agency and whatnot, but Flores is there. Fitzpatrick knows that offense. Devontae Parker's been there, you know, so on and so forth. I think that will help teams like that. Like, I look at a team like the Giants. The Giants have talent offensively, but that could be a really hard transition. They have a brand-new head coach, a mm-hmm. whole new system. It's the first time Jones is starting coming out of camp. right? Like So I do think there are some teams – like, I'm interested to see how it plays out with the Colts. I like the Colts. I picked them to win the division. Uh, but, like, what does that look like with Rivers right off the bat? Is that, is that a smooth transition? Is it not? Like, I, so, that's something I'm going to watch. And it's one thing I think that does help the Dolphins a little bit is they do have that, that familiarity with each other. Um, now, the Jets have familiarity, but I don't think it matters. They're terrible. Right? Like, it just it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. um, but the Dolphins are some talent. I'll be interested to see how they play.
1: Yeah, Matt Verderam. First of all, happy season eve to you. I know it's been a long off season for everybody. Yeah. Um, But we've made it. Always appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have you on probably within the next couple of weeks as we continue going through the NFL season. We appreciate you as always, mate.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Take
1: care.
0: Thanks, Matt.
2: How all right, Matt. Going?
1: All right. So now we've made it, my my guy. We, we've uh, we we've made it to week one.
0: It. This is going to be. We, uh, our first full season together my friend we, we haven't spent a full season together but uh, I can't wait because we don't really have a whole lot going on right now and we've been just looking at the calendar counting yep. the days and the minutes and now tomorrow night we get the Chiefs and the Texans the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions and it's just oh so sweet I can't wait. That it
1: is. So before we wrap up I know we only have a few minutes left we do want to do the segment where we start off uh, picking games each week. You want to do three or five, partner?
0: Uh, well, I got three written down, so we'll do three, three this is week. Fine if we me. want to change it, we can do that. But uh, we'll, we'll stick with three right now. I'll do. Uh, I'll run through mine real quick here. I think you can guess one of mine. Um, I'm going to assume I'll let,
1: it's a Buffalo pick.
0: You are right, my friend, because <laughs> it's against the, the New York Jets, who are a complete dumpster fire. So the Jets are going down. Buffalo Bills are going to win that one. They're going to start 1-0. and I'm going to take the Chargers over the Bengals. I like Tyrod Taylor. I love what, you know, obviously losing Derwin James really hurts that Chargers, but they still have a lot of talent on defense, and I don't think the Bengals are really going to put it together right away. Uh, so that's my second pick. Uh, and then I got the Colts over the Jags just because, you know, the Jags have kind of, you know, sold sold every, everything in the house but Garner Minshew. So he's going to be, you know, trying his best to win some games, but I like the Colts a lot this re- this year. Um, I got them winning their division, and so I got Bills, Chargers, Colts, my three team, three picks this week.
1: All right, my first pick is going to be Detroit over Chicago. As I said before, I love what Detroit's doing offensively. Defensively, they did get a little bit better in the secondary. Front seven will be interesting. I just don't see Chicago being able to do anything this year. I think they're going to be one a top ten pick in the draft. So uh, I like Detroit. I don't like Chicago, so we're going to pick the Lions over the Bears. Second pick, I'm going to pick my Steelers as well over the New York Giants mm-hmm. in – Uh, in New York this week on Monday Night Football. All sevens back under center. Uh, The Giants' defense is in shambles right now offensively. Their offensive line got a little bit better, but having to deal with T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, um, Joe Hayden in the secondary, Mika Fitzpatrick. I mean, there's just so many weapons all over their defense. I think it's going to be a solid win for Pittsburgh to kick off the year. And then I'm going to go with uh, the Baltimore Ravens over the Browns. Um, Obviously, Cleveland had another offseason in which they acquired more talent. Hmm. Uh, But I think that it's going to be very clear that, uh, you know, this offseason is going to have a little bit of a hampering on them. I'll take Baltimore over Cleveland.
0: All right, my friend. Those are our three picks this week. We'll be doing that every week. So, anybody that's listening, you can uh, harp on us no matter how bad we pick these games if we mess up terribly. But um, I I was seriously considering taking Arizona this week over San Francisco. I just – I like Arizona this year because they almost beat San Francisco last year.
1: Yeah, they did. They played them well in both games, only lost by a combined 13 points to the 49ers last year in both games. So uh, Matt's very high in the Cardinals, seems to be pretty high in the Dolphins as well. Um, we've got so much more to talk about as the season goes on. Um, so tune in next week, our first recap show of week one. Cannot wait. Uh, find us on Twitter at jbaileyNFL. Kurt, where can they find you?
0: You guys can find me at Kurt, H A U M E S S E R eighty eight. Uh, follow me along for this season because it's really going to be a fun one here. And uh, hopefully, you know, now that we got the season going here, we'll, we'll be able to get a, a few more players on the show. Uh, we haven't had a, uh, a guy on in a couple weeks just because, you know, training camp they've been a little busy. But hopefully we can get some, some guys on. we got some contacts, some things in the works here. So uh, follow along with us, and we're going to have a great
1: time. That we are. And I think team hashtags return soon as well. So uh, that's going to be fun to keep up with as well.
0: <laughs> Thank you lots, for tuning lots in. Lots of changing.
1: Thank you for tuning in throughout this entire offseason. We know it's been crazy, but everybody, we've made it. Happy NFL season eve. Tomorrow kicks off what's going to be a very fun year when we need football most. So, Kurt Homester, Jarrett Bailey, this is Laces Out. Thank you for tuning in. Check us next week.
0: See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe.